Okay, so welcome to Double Strap Podcast. I'm your host, Liz. And I'm Diana. Um, this is our first episode. We're really, really excited to do this. Um, like I said earlier, you know, Supernatural ended yesterday, and uh, I've been watching this show for many years. I have seen it through four or five times, uh, and I really just wanted a chance to bring Diana along for this ride. She's one of my friends who has decided that she didn't want to watch Supernatural because she thought it was what Diana it was scary. Yeah. It looks scary. <laughs> I believe your quote after we watched the first episode was, I'm going to have nightmares for the next week, bitch. Yep. So, Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, just for like those people who have not watched the show, uh, we're going to do this episode by episode. Like there are 15 seasons of this, so it's going to take a while. We may double up on episodes just so we're not doing this until I'm 50. Um, although I don't really have a ton of things to do. <laughs> so maybe I am doing this one 50, but why not? You know, I had some friends who haven't watched this show before and they're just asking me whether or not it was for them. One of them was like, if I liked Buffy, will I like the show? And it's like, duh, of course you're going to like this show. Um, obviously, there's witches, there's vampires, there's ghosts, there's monsters. There's a lot of dick jokes. I mean, all the things that, that you love. Uh, so, Diana, anything you want to talk about, just your feelings of getting uh, getting ready to go on this journey? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I mean, I, I as someone who proclaimed that I would have nightmares from this show and that it looked scary, I am someone who does like supernatural worlds concepts and you know critters i like i like my vampires i like my my wolfy things i love all that i just get real wussy about some ghosty shit so that's kind of where i uh draw my line <laughs> and um so i hesitated to watch the show despite attempting previously once upon a time and so liz talked me into doing this as the series is ending as she has recommended other shows that I very much liked and we share a lot of love of of you know mystical lore and urban myths and things so um and uh and we like to talk about things and drink while we do it so it works out yeah so speaking of drinking tonight I am drinking one of the family business beer companies uh holland oats uh i went up and picked a growler at the brewery today so uh both diana and i are texas gals i live in dripping springs texas which is also the home of the family business beer company which if you don't know is owned by jensen ackles if you don't know who jensen ackles is well you're gonna find out i'm not sure how you can listen to this podcast and not know who jensen ackles is but uh that is up the street for me i live in the land of wineries breweries and distilleries so the place where people come to get drunk and Dal and diana is up in dallas so diana well, what are you also, drinking tonight well people also drink a lot in dallas we just don't have as many cool we have a lot of very cool but not as cool options so uh I'm just going to say I'm drinking white wine because no one wants to know what it is because I sadly failed to put my lovely Hill Country wine in the refrigerator to drink tonight. So I um, am drinking some. So you're drinking trash wine. Trash wine from Costco. Yes. 
Yeah. So is that a third bottle of wine or is so Diane and I have a rating of bottles. So there's a bottle that you want to drink as your first bottle. There's a bottle that you like by the second bottle, it's okay. And then there's also the we've hit the rock bottom and now we're opening a third bottle. So is it first, second, or, <clears throat> or third? fourth? Um this this is actually uh, I was like, well, I was like third bottle while well, you're being conservative. Um this is the quality of the wine. The first one with the first bottle that I did share with my husband, I'm not that many in um would probably be a by the pool bottle one regular wine drinking bottle two level the one we're drinking now is a bottle three level uh so i'm i'm very early in the night drinking some very low quality wine so if it's from costco does it come in like a giant vat like no, is it like it a keg of wine they do sell these ginormous bottles that are absurd like novelty bottles but this happens to be from a regular bottle that's a very cute bottle actually very simple clean style uh but it is some crap from california so now it, obviously crap from California wine will not be a sponsor of the show. Um, I mean, maybe, I mean, I don't have any scruples. So if they want to be, that's fine. Uh, we'll take their money, but absolutely. Absolutely. It's right, fine. So, How about that Liz? It's, it's fine. It's fine. It'll get me through this evening. And after two or three glasses, you're not going to fucking know the difference. So precisely. So cheers to that. Cheers. Um. <laughs> Uh, so I think maybe let's just jump in and start talking about the first episode. Right? Sure. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a little bit of a backstory on that first episode just to, to give everybody a little context. So as, as discussed, I, I like forever, I tried to watch like the part of the first episode and I was like, hard no, creepy, out. Um, I, I don't like the, the real spooky usually. So um, <laughs> about, uh, what was that last week? Week before, last week. Whatever. I think it was last week. Two, I don't know. It's uh, 2020. We weeks, don't know what days are anymore. Two weeks ago, I was visiting Liz and we did um, uh, a uh, one of our standard outings drinking in the hill country, like you do in Texas. And it was lovely. And we finished it off after many bottles of wine by deciding that let's go ahead and do a first run watch just so Diana can feel it out. And uh, we were on, I don't want to discuss how many bottles we were on. There had also been a visit uh, to a, a rum distillery. So it was a day and we did make some notes then those notes and my memory were not sufficient to carry through this show so um as entertaining as those notes may have been i did do a rewatch tonight so uh leading into this recording um and uh so my notes are a little bit better probably now a little more observant uh and slightly more legible so that's good stuff um but yeah um so we'll uh lead off with the season one episode one going way back all oh, right all right, so season one, episode one was so very cleverly named Pilot. Um, there was not, you know, a better name for it. Um, I am going to call it uh, Shotgun Shuts It's Cake Hole. That's just my preference, but um, I'm sure Eric Kripke would have some disagreement with that. Um, so according to IMDb, you know, this episode first aired September 13th, 2005. So Jensen Ackles was 27 and Jared Padalecki was 23. Some fun facts Jensen was actually born in Dallas and he grew up in Richardson and Jared was born in San Antonio like I was so we've got two Texas girls talking about two Texas boys which I just think is pretty cool 
Um, so the director of this episode was David Nutter. Uh, he really only did two episodes of Supernatural, but he did do the, uh, some of the last nine episodes of Game of Thrones. And he also, I was looking through just his credits, he did two episodes of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the TV show. So that was a thing. Do you even remember that being a thing? No. And I like Bill and Ted, even though I sadly haven't seen the new one, but that's slightly distressing that that existed because it shouldn't have well but now i want to watch it so i don't know if it was a cartoon or if it was I, live I action like it may have been a cartoon that sounds vaguely familiar i don't know yeah all right so now we have homework we have to find out what the hell that was <laughs> um so the writer was Eric Kripke. Uh, so Eric Kripke was a showrunner. He was a series creator. Um, he was a showrunner on seasons one through five, and then he stayed on in a writer executive producer role. Um, he originally pitched the show as Star Wars in Truck Stop America. Got that from the Supernatural Wiki. Um, and then also from there, I pivoted into uh, this girl, uh, Jules Wilkinson, I hope that's a girl, um, uploaded a copy of the pitch that Eric Kirby did from executives. And so he said, in one sentence, this is X-Files meets Route 66. Two brothers cruising the dusty back roads in their trusty 64 Mustang, battling the things that go bump in the night. So obviously there's some things that changed there. Uh, his car that he wanted to do was a 64 Mustang, which we all know it became an Impala, um, which I think is a better choice, a Chevy, Chevy Impala over a basic 64 Mustang. Almost anything's better than a Mustang. Fact. Um, so, like I said, you know, Kripke was just really heavy in the show for season one to five. Um, but now he is actually writing for The Boys, which Jensen is going to in season three as Soldier Boy. So those worlds are going to be obviously kind of, you know, they're obviously different, but I, I'm a fan of The Boys. I haven't watched season two yet, but uh, I like the first season. I don't know if you watched it, but. I saw the first season. I think, think, yeah, we finished the first season. Yep. It's an up and down for me. I'm like, I get really excited and then I'm like, oh, this is kind of, then I get into it again. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm going to have to watch it because I want to see what Jensen Ackles does in season three. Um, I think, you know, like, uh, Jared's going to Walker, Texas Ranger. I think that's still happening. Nice. Nice. I haven't watched yeah. the new ones. They ain't got Ch Chuck Norris. Uh, I know. How can you replace Chuck Norris? And it's really funny if you think about how tall he is versus how short Chuck Norris is. Like, it's so going to be short. like the complete opposite Texas Ranger. So yeah. I, hopefully they'll bring Chuck Norris in for an episode and then you can have like tiny... No is Chuck Norris alive? Yes. Okay, cool. He Cancer is. didn't kill him yet. All right. Nope. I'm sure he kicked whatever... I'm sure whatever... There's, there's, disease, some, there's, like some, there's some long-winded list of jokes about yes. how <laughs> he has defeated whatever is trying to kill him. Yeah. I think like two years ago, I was at some gala thing that some charity thing. That, not that I go to a lot of galas, but a thing that I had, whatever. And uh, he was there. He was, yeah, whatever, he was one of the fancy. guests. No, not, not that fancy. <laughs> we have extra tables at our charity, which extra seats at our charity table. Would you like to go? Chuck Norris is going to be there. Sure, I'll go. Why not? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, he, he was very short. And he, he was, no, but he was very short. And he, looked, he was not at our table. He was just like a guest speaker. Very short. Looked very old, but definitely alive. Oh, okay. All right. So, the armadillo there was more exciting than that, though. So, there we go. What about an armadillo? I got to pet an armadillo at that thing. Oh, my God. That was cute. Did you get leprosy? No. Okay. 
Um, for those of you who don't know, I do have two armadillos who live in my backyard. Um, anyhow, so talking about the episode, yes. I have a strange feeling we were going to be going off on so many tangents and yes. trash animals and armadillos will probably be a big topic of that as we are both huge fan of all things trash animal. Yes. All right. So episode one, you know, so we started off uh, in Lawrence, Kansas, 22 years ago. So this is now 22 years ago, 15 years ago. So it'd be 1983. All right. So we start off with a spooky pan into a house and you see the loving family, you know, Dean's like, say goodnight to your little brother, Megan, AKA John Winchester, AKA Jeffrey D. Morgan, uh, has a very sweet moment with his son. And you see fat baby Sam, he's watching his baseball mobile. And then they, they kind of zoom in on this transportation clock on the side. And like, it's really weird. Like, so like the one o'clock in there looks like a Model T and then it goes to a dump truck. And then it goes to like a gladiator chariot or like a horse and buggy. And then there's a car, the fireman's ladder. And then the 10's a fucking plane. And then 12's a speedster. I like who made this clock. It makes no sense. It's you know they just wanted to represent all forms of transportation, Liz. They didn't want to be leaving out it other options. Be, it should be in chronological order at least. It's a, it's, like the chariot should have chariot should have been one or twelve, and then gone through and then ended <laughs> up. But they're just going out of order. They don't make chronological sense. Anyways, uh, so. All right, so Mary gets woken up by a baby monitor and she calls out to her husband. He's not there. Um, she goes down to the nursery and somebody's standing over the crib and she asks if he's hungry. And so this guy is standing over the crib who's apparently fully dressed. And she, I mean, granted, I mean, she just woke up, so maybe she's not noticing it. <laughs> but she like, doesn't oh. notice that it may or may not be the build of her significant other that she's obviously been with for a period of time. But okay. yeah, I mean, but I mean, I don't know things when I'm like half asleep in it. So she's like, mm -hmm. cool. She walks out of the room. There's a light flickering in the hall. And then she does like my for version of electrical repair and just hits it. I mean, that is pretty much how I fix most things in my house. Yeah, it's also it's also a very well-placed creepy photograph under the flickering light, I would point out too. Like creepy old uh, photo under the flickering light bulb. I'm like, oh yeah. That's, hmm. Well, I mean, maybe that was just their loving family. They didn't know they were creepy. They were just old. Well, maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe that lights flickered before. I would have moved the picture. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's just like my house and has really shitty electricity. <laughs> Anyhow, so they go downstairs and I guess, I mean, I guess I don't know why she went downstairs. So I guess because she noticed the TV was on because her bedroom was upstairs. And so maybe no, she I, saw. I, I, thought she, I thought she had noticed the TV or some noise or something. Yeah. Yeah, so she goes down there and John is on the couch and he's watching some military thing. And it's like, okay, so this is 1983. Like, you, they were not that rich. They wouldn't have cable. Like, we didn't have cable in 1983. And I guess maybe he had something on VCR, like a video cassette, which was kind of a thing then. I don't know. Um, but anyways, then somehow her brain wakes up. So go you that your brain is now awake at five o'clock in the morning and then runs upstairs. Um, and then she screams and then John wakes up and he runs upstairs. And so he's also very responsive right when he's first woken up. Um, you know, he gets up to the nursery and he's like, everything is good. He sees Sammy there and he's like now unconcerned. <laughs> I was like, well, you heard your wife crying and like your wife screaming and like your baby's there. Like, cool. Like, I guess my wife like wasn't screaming about anything. I don't know. I, I thought her scream was delayed. I don't know. Maybe she just didn't want to startle whoever's in the room with her baby, but she didn't scream until she got up there. She's like running up the stairs and like muttering under her breath. And I'm like, uh, when I realized that 
like see like my brain wakes up i think the first reaction would have been a scream just not to be too critical but i was like hold on a minute that's what i probably would have done is been like or at least yell like something like what the well, fuck? Yeah, i also would have picked up like something like maybe take the creepy photo off the wall like i need something to bash whoever is trying to steal my baby in the head like i don't yeah. just run it but whatever again maybe it's a sleep thing um so then you know blood starts dripping on his hand and he looks up and i don't know why mary was bleeding because there's no cuts on her so i don't know where this blood came from but there's just random blood like drilling on him and then she explodes into fire and then he basically like throws sam at dean like a football and dean's also really actively awake so go dean um and then you see like this fire literally like drop all over john and he never like is burnt like he's like a fireball she's in it I just first we need to go back we did discuss this after a lot of wine her yeah. position on the ceiling looks incredibly uncomfortable and unnatural and i'm sure obviously it's not a natural situation it's not supposed to be a natural pose but like i don't know my i got bad knees my knee doesn't bend that way that's kind of crazy but moving back to obviously the fireball the massive fireball that so sure first she's encompassed in fire and then this fireball like shoots down from it at him after the kids are outside and then all of a sudden he's still able to make it out i don't know and like now there's fire on the wall i guess it's you know it's it's devil fire or demon fire maybe yeah. it acts differently um and we can't control the laws of supernatural physics no, i'm not we sure can't. um so you know then it basically you know this scene kind of ends with john sam and dean and they're all sitting on the impala uh which i think is you know foretelling these things that are going to be in, in the future right so we yeah. have baby there um we all love baby uh both diane and i are car people um i have my jeep which i love uh, her name is little beastie and she is crazy modded out and then diana has duchess deal duchess is my 1963 cadillac sedan deville uh and uh and i love her yeah she looks she looks very awesome when she drives around and everybody's always honking which is kind of cool but it's also like sometimes you just want to drive somewhere and not have everybody honk and point at you yeah like waving is cool but when you're like at the highway and trying to make a maneuver and someone just honks at you to tell you like your car it's appreciated that you want to acknowledge my vehicle but it can be very jarring and startling too so yes well it also makes me think something is wrong like yes. when somebody like honks at my car i'm like oh my god do i have i lost a tire like is there, am i dragging a demon underneath me like i don't know like something. stop honking at my car yeah yeah honk honks usually make you jump but yeah. but yeah so um no i Only do like honk the car. if you're horny yeah i mean <laughs> but no the the, the, the impala the, and they, they do um, in general and i won't jump too far ahead obviously but they they do a good job in the editing of this of uh, little hints and like things like that like the they show you know a photo throughout and things like that i really I, that's a good attention to detail that they're doing in the show that i've noticed um just in the first episode even so yep hopefully it good. continues we'll see but uh we'll see yeah. there's 15 years i mean maybe they just got lazy on the way i don't know <laughs> although i mean i will say attention to detail things that happened in i don't want to spoiler things because it's spoiler free but i will say the last few episodes there were even things that referenced back to this episode which was probably why i had a lot of the feels today but oh yeah. that's cool yep all right so on to uh stanford is that where we're at next yeah we're going to stanford uh i've been to stanford have you no yeah, it's a really pretty campus uh mm. you feel very academic and important when you're there for for academic research just on principle pretty cool yeah uh the girlfriend whose name i just blanked on jessica jessica yeah 
uh, she was on the Orville. I was oh, trying was to replace. Yeah, we were trying to place oh. who, um, who that was, um, and the the husband. Salute to Dave. Gets credit. He called that one. So um, we we're sitting there trying to figure it out. Uh, and then I guess uh, Big Bro shows up. Well, no, no. Before Big Bro oh, shows sorry. up, okay, there, there are things that happen before this. Okay. Okay. So okay. We, okay. we're going to start off with Jessica in her sexy nurse costume, which is like the lamest costume ever. Um, stop being sexy nurses. Stop. Did you know there was like a sexy COVID this year? I thought it was a really good you, one. There's a sexy everything. There's like a sexy freaking like taco. Like I've seen ridiculous. Well, stuff. I mean, I all know, tacos different. are oh, sexy. Yeah, no. But it wasn't that. It was like a taco. It was like, okay. Um, like, crunchy taco um and then i don't know they made everything into a sexy something it's kind of absurd but what can you do yeah i don't know Ob objectification of women can we go with that uh, <laughs> but sometimes um, it's fun to look sexy sometimes it's fun to look sexy but you should at least put more effort into your fucking costume and not be a goddamn sexy nurse so yeah. um by the way there's a, there is an expletive an, an expletive warning on this podcast because i curse like a sailor yeah, uh, same all right so you know we go into like the 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 college bar which i guess yeah. is where the fancy stanford people drink and so this is really kind of like the first times you're getting to get to know sam and when i first started watching the show i had a real hard time because i knew sam from gilmore girls so his name was dean on gilmore girls and now he's sam and there's another dean and it messed with my head for a very long time it took me a long time to be able to think of him as sam and not as rory's kind of bad boyfriend i don't have that problem because i did not watch gilmore girls I thought you watched Gilmore Girls. Sad. Nope. Okay, now you have to go watch Gilmore Girls after you watch 15 years, 15 <laughs> seasons of this. I think there's only like eight seasons of that. So you can finish oh, that by the time I'm 60. A lot um, of pressure. <laughs> uh, okay, and so, you know, they're there. He's like, oh, hey, I got this really high score on my LSAT. Like, I'm going to become a lawyer. Um, so they're, and he's there and he's like talking to this guy and he's like, you know, my family wasn't exactly the Brady's. And then this is how, you know, time references. The other guy goes, my family wasn't the Huxtables. And I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, you could have been like the Cosby's, you know, I don't know. I don't know that joke is too soon, but um I think the TV show is still allowed. I think it's just the, the actors that we try to like. <laughs> actor specifically. Actor. So we just kind of just brush away. Yeah. Um, okay, so now we're back at the house, and then you know Sam thinks someone's breaking in, and then there's this very strange kung fu fight, like very, very, very kung fu, and it was like, wow, like you have some very specific fighter moves that are getting showed off there. And if they train together. And learn, I mean, which I mean, we come back to, so you, you get there, you know, whatever, yeah. in a minute. When you go back, you're like, wouldn't they kind of know how the other one fights and like wouldn't take that long to figure out who it was? But either way, it was a good kung fu show off. There you go. Either, or maybe Sam did realize it was Dean and just wanted to beat his brother's ass. I mean, Possible. I, beat my, I mean, I, I want to beat my brother's ass sometimes. I'm sure you want to yeah. beat your sister's ass or your brother's ass or, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Family. Yes. We love them. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so then you know we we figure out that hey, this is Dean, the Sam's brother, and then it looks like just, Emilio Estevez. You think he looks like Emilio Estevez? I do. Okay, I mean, I guess I can kind of see it. Is Emilio Estevez alive? I think so. 
Um, so now we've got Sam, Dean, and Jess, and then Dean's just being a pervert on his brother's girlfriend. I mean, granted, like she's walking around in her freaking underwear, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, that's your brother's girlfriend. Like, back up. It's just rude. It's gross. Gross. Gross, gross, gross. Um, so then obviously they go into the, you know, Dean breaking the news that dad's on a hunting trip, but he hasn't come back. Um, and then we have a fun brother fight. Um, and then Sam says things like, when I told dad I was scared of the thing in my closet, he gave me a 45. And this seems completely legit to me. If there's something you're afraid in your closet, you get a gun. I mean, we're from Texas and that's probably, you know. How but we he was nine. But like, so the, but so I mean, that, that's obviously just like foretelling of some like that, which something an observation in this episode, that their relationship is not exactly emotionally sound, but that's okay. That's where, that's one of the things I think that's going to carry on well, and getting. I mean, yes, they're not emotionally sound, but I mean, having, you know, I was basically the same age as, uh, I guess Dean would have been. And it's not like we were raised with a bunch of touchy feely things. I mean, my father, when I was, I mean, it wasn't even nine, I think I was seven and I saw my parents hiding Easter eggs. And I asked my dad why he was hiding the Easter eggs. And he told me it was because he saw the Easter bunny and he shot him because we shoot rabbits. And I was told that when I was seven. Yeah. My upbringing was real different. So <laughs> yeah, <you're> okay. <laughs> This yeah. is also why I like going on vacation with your family and not mine. This kitty family. I yeah, my family's like this here. nice balance of being like the really, really, really normal, like suburban family. We also drink a lot. We curse a lot. And my parents have great stories about their party lives in the 60s and 70s. And they really don't give a shit. And they don't judge. And they're fun. Unless they're judging to have fun like we all do. So, you know, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so. Yeah, we did not have that conversation uh, in my household when I was growing up, so it's a little different. But um, so they're getting in their fight, and then they get to the coolest trunk ever. <laughs> so yeah, and coolest trunk ever. However, filled with the most random assortment yeah. of weapons, True. and I was trying to figure out what the so on the top of the trunk when they open it up. Which I, if I had a trunk, I would modify that. We should do this to Duchess though. Duchess would be good for this I, trunk. Duchess has a big trunk. She yeah. needs a, a cool modification to it. Yeah, we could we could definitely do this in Duchess. Um, but so like on the top of it, there's like this weird pistol grip like like it's not even a machine gun i don't know what it is it looks like a semi-auto rifle with a pistol grip handle but that looked like a smith and wesson pistol grip handle and i was like i don't even know what this gun is i don't think it actually exists and then next to it's an axe so you have like this really random choice of weapons in there and apparently it's such a mess that dean can't find papers i'm like how can you not find papers in this trunk that's full of weapons <laughs> i mean it should be obvious paper weapon right but yeah, you'd think there'd be a spot for the papers, like, or the weapons could be a paperweight for the papers. I mean, it's very, very functional if you think about it and you organize it properly. But we're nerds that like to organize things. So. Oh, yeah. I would be containing the shit out of that trunk. They would all have labels on them. They would probably be color-coded. Like, the ammo would all be in different size. And they would all be have all the appropriate boxes in it. Like, there would be some like, container can, store shit yeah, on that trunk. Like specific containers for each one. <laughs> yes, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, and this is probably why we're female. Uh, and so. Yeah, for sure. And then they bust out the um, the world's oldest pocket recorder. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh before we get to that, also, um, <laughs> Sam freaks out because he's like, "Dad, let you go on a hunting trip by yourself," oh, and yeah. Dean's like, "I'm 26." <laughs> so we do know that Dean is 26, which I think is an important point. But yeah, they do bust out this old this old pocket pocket recorder, and so. Okay, we know in 2005 there were cell phones, right? But I guess at that point we didn't have voice recorder apps. So, and he you know, basically pulls out this mini recorder. And then, so I guess he held the mini recorder up to the phone and taped the voicemail. And then Sam- Unless like, he had like an old voicemail recorder that had the tape in it still somewhere and he popped that out. Oh, he left it on his answering machine. This <laughs> <Yes. laughs> is just the answering machine. Okay, we're gonna go with that. He had <laughs> an old had answering machine on his landline that wasn't a digital answering machine. Even it always had the tape in it still. And he popped that out and put it in his pocket recorder. Yeah. Uh, so Dean plays this for Sam, and Sam's like, you know, there's EVP on that. Which, how would you hear EVP on this terrible recorder that was recorded from? I'm sorry, from the answering machine. But uh, so Dean said he slowed the, slowed the message down, and he ran it through Goldwave. So I had to look up what Goldwave was, and it was a it's a digital audio editor um, that sometimes allows users to edit sounds in the computers. Um, Goldwave was also used to analyze historic recordings for the moon landing. So that is including establishing the missing word from when Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. So like when Neil Armstrong walked on the, mo the moon, he actually said that's one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind, not just one small step for man. But oh. then I think NASA was just like the other sounds better. And they left it in. But so wait, so he ran it through a digital process and put it back on that shitty little tape? <laughs> well, sorry. Maybe I, don't he just, I don't know i'm just so, sorry just... so maybe he just played it like but no he did have to like record but i guess you couldn't it's not like you could carry like a laptop around no no I no mean, no, no. Like it's, just, it's just an interesting how he played it once and then he played it again but he must have yeah. had both recorded back to back obviously it's just yeah i don't know yeah maybe so it's a message... maybe it's a magic recorder sure all right so it's a supernatural recorder we're just going with that all right um so you can clearly hear that it says i can never go home on this which and also if you watch supernatural ghost stories ghost hunter things like i do like you could never hear what they say they, they're always like oh this says like this and they're like no that doesn't say say that at all that says wah, 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 wah. and you're just making shit up but apparently like this ghost had like some really strong mojo and you could hear i can never you, you did that really well. That yeah, creepy. yeah. I'm Don't a little creepy person. I'm a creepy little girl. Um, <laughs> For the record, right. I do not watch ghost hunter shows. In case you didn't figure that out that, from my preface yeah, earlier, I just think they're hilarious. Um, okay. So basically Sam caves and is like, all right, I'll go on this. And Dean's like, why don't you just skip your job interview? And he's like, uh, dude, it's for law school. And <laughs> Dean still doesn't understand, which I'm probably be, be the same. Like, yeah. Why do you want a normal life? Ugh. Why do you want to go to law school for real? Why do you want to go to law school? Fucking lawyers. Mm -hmm. Um, so they get back to the house and like Jessica is still walking around her underwear. Like at this point, girl, put some pants on. Like you know your your boyfriend's brother is there. Put on some freaking sweatpants. Yeah. It's not, like, not that hard. Not that hard. No. A robe yeah. something. A robe oh. something, you know. I don't know. You know. She's like looking like a hussy and turned her boyfriend's brother on. 
<laughs> Judgy. I'm just okay. kidding. She, she, she seems like, like a lovely, smart young lady attending Stanford. I mean, she was going to Stanford, right? She had to be really costume. She had to be really smart, even though she had terrible cosplay ability. Um, yes. All right, so we're going to switch, and now we're going to Jericho. Uh, so Jericho, California is a real place. I did look at that, um, but what happened there was was not real but the supernatural fandom god bless them have created so much lore around this episode that if you google it like you know you find like there are fake news stories about what happened there and it, wow. took, it took me a while being like wait okay this is not legitimate and just going through like okay like these things don't really exist but oh <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we see, you know, there's a boy driving a terrible car, and he also has a really terrible spike bracelet on. Like, it was, I think it was supposed to be like a, a, a punk bracelet, but it was awful. And he was um, kind of greasy, but okay. He was kind of greasy and gross, you know, and talking to his girlfriend on the phone. And then he sees like a barefoot chick with torn clothing on the side of the road, and he stops. Fucking and I'm. Yeah, I don't like just like, well, it was like me because it was Halloween because he does ask her if like, you know, were you going to, were you at a Halloween party? Because I would still be like half-dressed woman, side of the road, not stopping, but okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm a good Samaritan, so I probably would try and stop and help, but. Yeah. 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 Uh, so she gets in the car and she sits in the front seat and then she like basically starts shoving her hand up her dress. And I'm like, why is there a ghost masturbating in this front seat? Like. And why is he okay with Very it? sensual ghost. Very sensual ghost. Yeah, that ghost girl had no class. Um, and then she's like, will you come home with me? And he's like, hell yeah. I'm like, you just pick this chick up off the side of the road. She doesn't have any shoes on. And your girlfriend's still expecting a phone call back. I'm just yeah, saying. Your girlfriend's like, watching you home, and now you're going to go home you're with, single, like, whatever, no judge, with the girl but... who's finger blasting herself in, in your, on your car. I mean, I guess. With no shoes on. With no, the no shoes on actually bothers you more than anything. Like, the go she's going to get ghost pinworms or, or something. Like, and, and then, like, she's gonna, her ghost feet are going to be so dirty. Like, so <laughs> dirty. So dirty. flip flops or something. Yeah. Uh, so you know so he basically he pulls up to like this dilapidated house and you hear that i can never go home and then she's gone and then the moron gets out of his car like why would you get out of the car like i'm sorry somebody creepily disappears from my car i'm not going out to look after her mm -mm, i'm going i'm leaving i'm leaving yeah and then one, he goes one go i have a ghost i have a ghost comment in general that i, I want to make clear too is that one of the things that i strongly dislike about ghosty shit and why ghosty things scare me uh, not why that's a whole other conversation but what specifically visually i dislike on these things the the jittery jolty like i don't know how it's like a flickery kind of effect they use where they're like high speed and then not like real glitchy looking that effect is really really freaking cool that also terrifies me i hate that so much that freaking jump around thing that the ghosty things do is very very distressing to me and she does this throughout just just so everybody's aware of one of my issues but there we go so you don't like buffering i think i think that's what this comes down to is buffering <laughs> scares you it's not well, buffering is upsetting no matter what, but but that that weird jumpy glitchy thing that they use they use in like that movie Gothica and like that like gives me the heebie-jeebies so bad. So there you go. Well, anyways, so 
So he, Troy goes gets, the, he gets out of the damn car like an idiot. Yeah, and then he goes in the house. Like, you just deserve whatever happens to you at this point. Like, you just went into a broken down, abandoned house. You get you got what's coming to you, whatever happens. And so eventually, you know, then he finally is like, I'm going to run away because this is creepy as fuck. I'm like, duh. So he finally goes, and then he gets back in the car, and oh, no, she's in the backseat. Oh, my God. And then, like, Because he, he didn't look at his rearview mirror. Like, yeah. come on. Well, and he drives off, and then he drives through a bridge closed side. So I don't know if she was driving the car or if he was driving the car, but like, why are you driving through a bridge? And but then, like, he drives through the bridge closed side, and he doesn't go off the bridge. Like, he just splatters blood, and then the car just dies. It, it's just weird. It implies that she like tears him up inside the car, which, I mean, is pretty like I mean, like the controlling of a car, I guess, would be one. I mean, not plausible, but arguable or i don't know how else you you could kind of see like a ghost being able to do something mechanical like that i guess but then she's able to actually like physically tear him apart inside of his car is how i saw it but, i know but why didn't she throw him off the bridge that seems to be like the logical ghost thing that's too oh, impersonal that's how, she wanted to punish him for cheating on his girlfriend Okay, we'll go with that. I mean, well, we'll get. Why? Why do you bother going through a fucking ridge clothesline? But whatever. No, it um, seems like a lot of effort. It seems like it a lot seems of wasted like a lot effort. effort. Like she could have just done that at her house. Exactly. It's like we had to get back in the car and go for a drive. Like, come on, let's just get things over with here. All right. Okay. <laughs> things so, we've said before. Um, <laughs> all right. So, all right, we're gonna go back. We're gonna flash back to our boys, and they are at the gas station. A really terrible gas station, too. Like, I would not have stopped there. Yeah. I mean, sometimes those are kind of cute. Whatever. But uh, this is an upsetting portion. Yeah. They also that gas station does not look like it would have good food in it. Like, I'm not gonna say that's not a Bucky's. Like, I want to stop at a Bucky's. There's Everyone a clean bathroom. There's good food. You know, like, but you stop. I guess there's no Bucky's in California. Poor guys. How many did I make it through? Five, five Bucky's. You in went two through days? five Bucky's in two days. Yeah. 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 I, I did. Tripping, but. I did find this company that's based out of Plano, and they are basically going and buying food at Bucky's and then shipping it out to other people. Like basically, basically they go and buy beaver nuggets. <laughs> they're, they're a Bucky's exporter. <laughs> they're a Bucky's exporter, but then like I think Bucky's was getting upset because they're like they're reselling their food, but they're still buying the food, and then they're just marking it up and shipping it to people. I mean, it's it's a business model, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bucky's is expanding. They're over in frick, all the out in South Carolina now. It's crazy. Yeah. So okay. So they're basically getting the, their junk food at the gas station, and they start talking about credit card fraud. Which I'm kind of wondering in this day and age, is that still a thing? Can you still like write in and like get fake credit cards? They get to have more information than you probably did back then, but it's at the like, same if time, if you're a criminal a buying, fit, you know, and granted, knowing you know what I do for a living, I should I know this is possible, but I mean, it just seems like it would be more difficult now. Um, anyways, yeah. Um, so then Sam starts looking through Dean's cassette tapes, and then he this is where Diane and I get really upset. So he's one he pulls he puts Black Sabbath, Motorhead, and Metallica in the same line, and then says they are the greatest hits of mullet rock. Fuck you, Sam. These bands are not mullet rock. None of them. And I'm not even a fan, a huge fan of all of them, but they are not mullet rock. Period. Yeah, I mean, if Lemmy was still alive, he would come back from the dead, travel to 2005, and slap you upside the head. You fucking asshole. Yeah. Don't talk shit about Lemmy. 
Yeah. Anyways, um, and this is where, of course, we get the famous line, house rules, Sammy, driver picks the music, shotgun, um, shotgun shuts his cake hole. So for tonight's drinking choice, I did make glasses. Um, one says driver, uh, driver picks the music, and the other one says shotgun shuts his cake hole. So if you're listening to this and you're crafty, uh, I'm going to challenge you, uh, go on to our Instagram, uh, we'll give you that at the end of the show, but go into our Instagram. Instagram, make something crafty from the show, and then I will send you two pint glasses that say that, and uh, yeah, you'll just have to, I'll slide into your DMs, so. Now, and then immediately after this travesty of musical, like, ignorance, they then don't even bother to play a song by any of these people as they drive away. I just think that's a key thing to find out to whoever yeah. was so, and like, also so they just talk crap about this. They just said, like, you know, Dean's defending his music, and then they don't even bother. The show doesn't even play a Motorhead, a Black Sabbath, or a Metallica song. Yeah, so this is really interesting. And some of this I got from Supernatural Wiki, and some of them I got from some other places, uh, mainly from the Supernatural Wiki. But um, okay, so when they drive off, what's playing is, and this is on the Netflix version, it's playing Loveless, A Gift to the World. And I didn't know who Loveless was. I had to look them up. Uh, mm -hmm. They're a Boston based indie rock band. But mm -hmm. one of their, uh, one of the guys was in Letters to Cleo, which is the only band mm -hmm. that I knew that were in there. Um, so when they did it on Netflix, they changed it to that music. When it was aired on TV, it was ACDC Back in Black. And then on the unaired pilot version, which I've never been able to track down, um, it was ZZ Top's LaGrange. Weird. I mean, both of those, ACDC or ZZ Top, much better choices and more in line with the type of music they're talking about. But still, does is not one of the bands that they said. And if they're going to say a band, why not play one of those band songs? That's just silly to me. It's just a missed yep. opportunity, but that's yeah, it. And, and for those of you who don't know, LaGrange is this small town in Texas. It's in between Austin and Houston. You drive through it. And so, but I'm thinking about the lyrics of the song and <laughs> ZZ Top is singing about that shack outside LaGrange. And you know what I'm talking about. Just let me know if you want to go to that home out of the range. They got a lot of nice girls. Uh, 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 uh. So were there whorehouses out in LaGrange? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they used to have like, um, like there's. Uh, is that where the chicken ranch was? That the chicken ranch, or was that something that's, else? Well, chicken ranch is in is in Nevada, but the, there was one. Um, there were well, what, there were. What was the houses. best little? What was the best little whorehouse in Texas? I thought that was the chicken ranch. Oh, maybe I don't know, but there's no the uh, bunny ranch is the one bunny. that's. Oh, in that's Nevada. what I'm thinking of in Nevada. Maybe it was a chicken ranch. I don't know, but there were whorehouses in Nevada, and like, or in uh, Lagrange was the story. That's the legend that that's been around. So. Yeah. Well, learn something new. Everybody, I, I always so, That's the legacy, good. apparently. I mean, I don't know. I thought I was just they had some coffee and kolaches, but anyways. All right. So they drive <laughs> off <laughs> back to the episode. Uh, so they drive off and they roll up to this bridge and there are some sheriffs on it. And then Dean starts pulling some fake IDs out of the glove box. And he goes with federal marshals. And then, you know, basically goes up to the sheriffs and is like, well, what's happening here? And the sheriffs are like, well, you look like your children, because they do. Yes. And then still tell them things. But I'm also yes. like, why would federal marshals be at this anyways? Well, like there's FBI a minute later, so I mean. Yeah, and that was the other thing is like, then the sheriff, this like super sheriff, supercharged sheriff like shows up with the FBI. I'm like, why the fuck is the FBI there? Mm. Well, I mean, 
if there's been a bunch of people dying there, the, the FBI, somebody's going to show up or they, or when the local locals give up and call for help, uh, like we can't figure this out. We need to, we need yeah. the feds. but, they don't, they don't uh, but, like but I also found it interesting that the, that Sam and that, well, Dean specifically thinks that being a dick to cops is going to get them to be more helpful to him. I think that that's an interesting approach that he goes with. Yeah. I mean, law enforcement love people who are dicks. I mean, yeah, that seriously, well. that also works. All right. Just in general, so, if I want someone to help me out, I'm not. Let's not. Let's in try general, nice. in general, don't be a dick. I mean, don't be just, a dick. That's that's our cult, you know. So, mm -hmm. um, so they go into town and they start talking to Troy's girlfriend, and he's having coffee, and then she's there with a little goth chick, and she's so adorable. I just wanted to put her in my pocket with a little <laughs> spooky eyeliner. I knew it. And of course, the goth chick is the one that could talk about the whole legend because duh the goth chick knows the spooky legend in town of course and so she's like you know it's kind of a local legend this one girl got murdered on centennial like decades ago um and then they go to like Sam and Dean trying to Google, and I don't know how big Google really was in 2005. And they had been on like Ask Jeeves or something. Uh, and then like Sam does like the classic nerd thing, and it's just like move. And then just sorry if I blasted your ears with that. Yeah, you're good. Um, <laughs> but and then just like shoves them out, and apparently is better at Boolean searches. Um, and figures like, well, let's try suicide. So they find out that, you know, um, in 1981, Constance jumped off a bridge. And then before that, she called 911 because her kids weren't breathing. So that seems suspect. Uh, mm. I'm a huge fan of true crime. I, I would listen to that 911 call and be like, oh, Constance, you're, you're, you're fishing. Um, so they're like, oh, my God, this is the same bridge we were at before. Smart boys. Super smart. Yeah. yeah. To piece it um, together. Yeah, so they go back to the bridge and the cops are now all gone. So apparently they cleared this crime scene super fast. Yeah. The like, I, it takes cops like days to process a scene, especially like those goobers. I mean, if it's the only bridge in town, it's the only way across that road. I mean, you well, gotta... That bridge was closed. He drove through the bridge closed sign. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe the uh, FBI helped him out. The FBI must have helped them speed that up. Yeah, the FBI, that's... that's they're so helpful. Speed is the name of the game with it. Yeah, that's to those <laughs> investigative <laughs> situations. Yeah, and that's what we always love. We love a quickly processed crime scene. Yeah. Um, so, um, Dean, so in such a great manner, says, so this is for Constance took a swan dive, which is mm. a real nice thing to say, Dean. Yes, so sweet. Yeah, I'm going to say around this point, just not to be like, just to give a fair warning. As someone who this is the only episode of the show I've seen, granted I've seen it twice, once pretty inebriated and once sober. Um, Ish. Neither of these characters are, 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 are people I'm finding particularly likable at this point. I just want to be upfront <laughs> with that. Sam's kind of like, uh, like, Oh, a whiny bitch. Just, yeah, he's kind of a bitch. And then Dean's kind of like the dumb asshole. So it's like really like kind of like, I, I, I want to be like, okay, which of these characters is going to get you always kind of pick like. Look, just side with the car right now, okay? Oh, just side okay, with the I'm, car. I'm on the, I'm Your on the team car baby. Side. Got it. Your team Got baby. Okay. But then, okay. speaking of baby, then they, you know, and so baby they're there, comes to life. Baby own. comes to life. And then it starts driving after her. And I'm just like, why are you fucking with this car? It's just mean. Yeah. Don't fuck, don't with, fuck with people's cars. It's just rude. Even don't if you're a ghost, don't do it. Um, so then they jump off the bridge, and then I guess like Sam did the smart thing, and he hung on, and then Dean jumped into the <laughs> water, which you know, 
thankfully was a good, but also like, so when Constance jumped off the bridge, she died. She died. And <laughs> Dean just like is real gets covered in mud. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess funny. maybe the water depth changed, funny. but the, the height that you jump into, I don't know, supernatural physics just going up. Uh, but then, you know, so he's all muddy and smells like a toilet. Mm-hmm. All right. So then we're going to segue to Hotel Motel Holiday Inn. Um, so they find out, you know, the dad bought out a room for a month, which I'm just like, at that hotel, like, it's probably more likely to be rented by the hour, but I guess also extended stay. So Small I, town, they have all kinds of options. Yeah, but then they just lockpick their way into the room, and I'm like, I'm sure that guy would have given you a key. Like, he well, said it was your dad. Like, would he yeah. just give you a key? Like, Yeah, that, that whole, that whole little, like, didn't there was like some logical jumps there of things like, yeah okay so you're gonna break into that room did you not get your own room you're still covered in mud like what's going on i don't know that like you didn't stop to take a shower first i don't know i mean like well, wash your hands and face i don't know like you can yeah. just like uh, and so and also if i'm a ho- i don't know anyways um so they walk into the room and there's it's clearly like murder walls everywhere like this is some <laughs> looks like some serial killer shit and okay. there's like rotten food and then dean picks it up and smells it i'm like i'm sorry i don't if i see food that's rotten i'm not gonna pick it up and smell it you don't know if it's rotten it's a fast food hamburger some of those last a very long time apparently oh that's true like if it was mcdonald's and it probably would just be fine you know it'd be just be- <laughs> But he seemed very distressed by it. So, I mean, it, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it is distressful. Um, so, you know, then Sam, like, you know, very clearly says, salt, cat's eye shells. He was worried. Okay, so I had to look up cat's eye shells because I yeah. didn't know what that was. Um, and so I found on luckymojo.com. Um, so they're the foot closure of a sea snail. Um, it's also called a turban shell or turbo. So I think that's the shell that's the, the snail that's in the, the whatever Pixar movie. Turbo, I think he maybe got. So I guess like when Turbo dies, you can use them to ward off things. so it was widely used in Europe and Middle East for protection against the evil eye. Uh, during the Victorian era, they were made into jewelry to ward off the evil eye. And because they have that natural shape, uh, they, you'd easily put them into like rings or brooches. Um, and then America, they're often found in hoodoo things. So um, they're a regular component of hoodoo practice and have been around for a couple of centuries. So that's what cat size shells are. So I'm going to get those to ward off the ghosties in your house, Diana. I might, and and I will. Except I don't. I don't want to use that much salt, so that might be the next best. That's a lot of salt. That's a lot of salt. Okay, so know, I was the, wondering what that was, so I'm glad yeah. you shared. Think shared that knowledge for us. Yeah. Uh, so let's go back to this room. Okay. So the murder walls. Um, yeah. So something like one part of the wall makes sense, right? And so that's all like stuff about Constance. And then you have the other side of the wall, which maybe is, has to do with the search for like what killed Mary. Because there's stuff like yeah. that has like the Mortis dance, which yeah. is like the dance of death, devils and demons. And then like one like, which is just like, this is a weird taxonomy grouping as the sirens, witches, and the possessed. Like those are very different things. Like yes. I think deserve their own post-it note. Like if you saw yeah. my organized scrum board in my room, like it's categorized. Like you need to get some better categorization in there. Yeah, those don't go together. I mean, not, no, no, yeah. doesn't work. But yeah, better organization skills needed. If you're going to make, and you have a whole wall, you've got space to spread this out and you better have organize space. it. Go, go get some post-it notes, go get some washi tape, you know, like you can make this a much better way, a much better logical way to follow it. And anyway, so then they finally bring up, you know, woman in white. So the first time we hear about it, um, 
but dad would have found the corpse and destroyed it. But, you know, we don't know where dad is, you know. So Sam actually came. And we don't know where the corpse is. Yeah. They talk about that. Um, and he apologizes to Dean, and we get, you know, another classic supernatural line, which is no chick flick moments, and followed by jerk and bitch. And I also made glasses that say jerk and bitch, so we'll put us pictures of these on our Instagram because I clearly have too much time on my hands and like using laser cutters um all right and they also flash to a picture on the wall and there's young uh, there's John and there's a young Sam and Dean and Dean totally has a mullet in that picture so if anybody was listening to mullet rock it was Dean in that picture um and they go out to the parking lot and there's sheriffs and Dean gets pops he says his name is Ted Nugent uh, everybody loves the news. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> and the sheriff at least points out, like, there's a murder wall in there. Like, we saw, but also, yeah, say like, that. They're very like clear so that you didn't even crime wall. scene it up. So when were you in, like, the murder wall room? Like, when did they go look at that? That's what's weird. Was the, like, the mo was the motel guy, like, in on it? Had, like, they had already checked it out? Like, maybe, know, maybe, maybe like that, they were yeah, waiting to see what happened next. To, like, we'll let those guys break in and then we'll see. I don't yeah, know. maybe like small town, you know, like they're and the motel guy was like talking to sheriff, whatever his name is. And it's like, oh, you know, this guy checked in and he haven't seen him, but you know, the maid went in there and there's a murder wall. I don't know. Um, yeah. it's so, wrong food that she didn't throw away. Yeah. So then we go, you know, and and Dean is, you know, at the sheriff's office and the sheriff opens up John's journal, journal and it's like, well, what does this mean? And he points like this one page that says Dean and some numbers. Yeah. And like all the other shit that's in that journal. <laughs> right. That's what stands out to you. And you don't even know this guy's name is Dean. So you don't even like apparently at this point still. So you don't even know why that page matters at all. But that's the page that stands out. It's like that looks like nonsense. Everything else looks way freakier than that page. Yeah, but that's, yeah, that's what he went with. Um, all right, so now we're going to go to Sam and Constance's grubby husband. Oh. I mean, if she killed herself, I, if I was married to that dude, I mean, I'm obviously, please, you know, we're not promoting suicide. And if you feel the need to, to, to want to commit suicide, Talk please to somebody, reach out to resources. Um, but I, yeah, he is not, he is not an attractive man. Constance looked like she was a pretty, pretty good looking chick. Yeah. You could do better, Constance. And maybe he just didn't age well. This was a time later. They show a picture of him later. He still wasn't cute. But I mean, I guess small town life. I don't know. Um, all right. So he meets up with this, this sketchy as fuck husband. Mm -hmm. And Sam's like, you ever hear of a woman in white or sometimes a weeping woman? They've been sighted for hundreds of years, dozens of places in Hawaii, Mexico, lately in Arizona, Indiana. It's a good anecdote. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, why not? Yeah. And he says, you know, when they were alive, their husbands were unfaithful to them. And then he goes on to explain some other things. Um, and uh, when they found, and when they find an unfaithful man, they kill him. So that would explain why Troy got splattered because he was going to, to hump the ghost chick. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the creepy man gets defensive and he does some weird man crying and goes away. Um, so uh, at this point, you know, I want to talk about, you know, really what the woman in white is uh, from a legend perspective. Um, mm. So, you know, she's called woman in white, also sometimes called the lady in white or the white lady, not like a Karen, just, you know, a regular white lady. I don't think she's like wearing yoga pants or anything. Um, oh. But I mean, they're all over worlds, you know, where I grew up in San Antonio. Um, I knew it like 
like La Loronia. Um, so that was the weeping woman. Um, so from exemplar.com, the general term for this mythical creature is a white lady. Um, so she, a white lady, <laughs> I feel really weird saying that, but um, it's a type of female ghost or apparition that is often seen in rural areas and associated with tragedy. The most common story behind this legend is that of a woman who takes her own life after being betrayed by her husband or fiance. But it was really cool because these stories, like I said, you know, they're all over the world. And I found an article on Gizmodo that said, you know, in Holland and Germany, they were said to be healers and gentle spirits. Uh, German legends have them appearing at noon and just being really pretty. Dutch legends have them haunting graveyards during the night, and they're the spirits of healers that pass from the earth, and they're not necessarily ghosts. Sometimes they were treated more as elves or earth spirits. Um, and up in Ireland, uh, they were wailing women or said to foretell death, so I think probably similar to the Banshees. Um, and obviously down in South, South of Mexico, we have a lot of Legend, legend where you know um, so this is the one that I grew up with that um, she drowned her children and then lurked by the water to, to drown more and it kind of goes on all over but this is the part where I'm going to scare the crap out of Diana <laughs> yeah, that's always an upsetting story already no it's going to get more upsetting I think you should turn the lights off and just really hunker down so those of you who can't see the video, Diana just turned all the lights on. All the lights on. I think she's going to bring her dogs no. in there and just have them surround her. Really, um, they, it would be adorable, but... So I'm going to tell you about one of the ladies in white, the white ladies. That's in Dallas. White ladies. Um, so this is the Lady of White Rock Lake. I was going to say, is it White Rock Lake, the Lady of the Lake? Isn't that what they call yeah, it? Yeah, have you heard oh. of this? All right, so we're going to get a little detail on this. All right, so I, really the first time this legend came around was um, uh, according to whiterocklake.org. White that is a tongue twister. Um, the first time it really came known was in 1943. A woman named Ann Clark uh, published The Ghost of White Rock, which was included in the Texas Folklore Society publication, Backwoods to Border. Um, so in this story, a young couple parked on the shore of White Rock Lake. When they switched their headlights on, they saw a woman in white coming towards them, a young woman dressed in a sheer wet white dress. And she spoke in a faltering voice. I'm sorry to intrude, and I would not under any other circumstances, but I must find a way home immediately. My boat overturned, the others are safe, and I must get home. So she climbs into the rumble seat, saying that she not, did not wish to get the young lady wet, and then she gave them an address in Oak Cliff. I'm not shitting you. No. She gave them an no. address in Oak Cliff. No. Which uh, Diana is very familiar with that neighborhood. <laughs> it might be a side of town that I spend a lot of time in. So maybe it was your house. No. Um, so <laughs> when they asked for directions, they turned around. Of course, the rumble seat was empty and wet. They went to the address and there's a sad man at the door. And she said, this is, you know, he's like, you're the third couple who's come to me with this story. Three weeks ago while sailing in White Rock Lake, my daughter drowned. Um, <gasps> Oh, so, I just got goosebumps. So in 1953, there's another story that came out, and that was in uh, a Dallas author, Frank Tolbert's book. And this was all about Neiman Marcus, because I guess a lot of things in, in Dallas are about Neiman Marcus. Okay, so in true. this yeah, in this story, a beautiful blonde girl appears on the road near near the lake, and the directors of the display for Neiman Marcus spot her standing as if she just walked up from the beach. Upon seeing the girl standing in the beams of their head, 
light, Mrs. Malloy say, stop, Guy, that girl seems to be in trouble. She must have fallen in the lake. Her dress is wet, yet you can tell that it is a very fine dress. She certainly got it at the store. So this may have been a commercial for Neiman Marcus. I'm not sure. Um, so on this one, they go to Gaston Avenue and Lakewood. So they don't go to Oak Cliff, so this one's a little safer. Um, so basically, her long hair begins to dry in the night breeze. And then, you know, of course, you know, the chick, the chick disappears. Um, all right. So is there any truth to these stories? So uh, kind of looking around, doing some research, and according to uh, lakewood.advocate.com, advocatemag.com uh, mm -hmm. there have been dozens of people who died in that lake um so the main one of the main theories that this came from was there was a, dr a drowning of a girl named hallie gasset in 1927 and she was only 19 and she drowned when her boat capsized so they think like that story in the 1943 one where like my my daughter returned that could have come from that in yeah. 1934 a plane crashed into the lake killing all of its passengers i didn't know that there was a plane crash a in the lake plane? I'm assuming it says a small plane, but I mean, okay. yeah, but if it's still a plane, I mean, crash a plane in the lake. That, yeah, I mean, that's still a big deal. Yeah, and then like, like a few more people like keep drowning, keep drowning. And then like in the 1950s, they were going to turn the lake into a power source and they banned swimming, which mm -hmm. is when that other story came out. So I think that may have been related to that. But mm -hmm. and then, even though they didn't do that, you still can't swim in White Rock Lake. No, um, you, can't. you can't swim in that lake. So, um, okay, but this is, you know, one of the reasons why you should be safe now. Um, according, there's a YouTube channel for a Dallas guy named Savage Mister who goes around looking for ghost things. Do you know him? Savage Mister? I do not know Savage Mister. You don't know Savage Mister? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, so Sorry I to thought, disappoint you. Oh, uh, well, you make it to <laughs> no, Savage Mister. No, I mean, I mean, anything's possible. Yeah. Um, so according to him, and then I saw this site in other, some other places, in 1985, a bunch of Dallas psychics went down to the lake and they did a seance. And so when they like contacted the ghost, because this is only saying there's one ghost, and there's probably a lot of them, but yeah. you know, she didn't know she was dead. And then, um, and then she crossed over. And then apparently they say like after that, the sightings kind of ceased. But, um, but if you want to find out more... <laughs> For 40 bucks, you can go ghost, ghost hunting for her and also see Flagpole Hill Haunting. So hauntedrooms.com, um, they have a Texas ghost hunt. So if you want to pay 40 bucks, you can go down there and you can go to White Rock Lake and look for ghosts. Um, they'll also take you to Flagpole Hill, which apparently is also really haunted. Hmm. Um, there's a house adjacent to Flagpole Hill that is supposed to be like one of the most haunted houses in Dallas. Oh, wow. um, so a man who used to live there uh, told the advocate that a builder committed suicide in the home right before the home was finished. Then in 1985, a man was convicted for hiring a hitman to kill a Playboy model in his house. And then another man who had lured the house with, uh, with drugs. Um, but apparently like apparitions, throw rocks in themselves at your car if you go there. So I mean, don't take Duchess there. No, uh, get an Uber not. or something. I mean, I just, I mean, it's funny that you even imply that I would go intentionally to a place that was haunted. I think you've mentioned I, it before when we talk about travel. You're like, we want to, I want to stay in this haunted hotel. I'm like, have fun. I will be in the non-haunted hotel. As I say, as someone that works in like historic buildings a lot and hears creepy shit, I just, I walk away quickly. That's my response to these things. I don't like it. I mean, I'm not like up that by like the afterlife in general but i just really don't want to personally interact you're upset with by ghosties <laughs> i don't want to personally interact with the afterlife 
<laughs> I am more scared of the living oh. than I am of the ghosties. Fair. I just want to hang out. Um, anyhow, okay. So that mm. is a All legend right. of the so one, it, lady in white. Yeah. yeah, lady in white. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah. So um, another take on it's interesting, and it's a good. It's a good. Um, it's, it, it's a good basis for a a vengeful slash wronged spirit to have a reason to be tied to the earth kind of a thing. I mean, it's it, their 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 premises. You know, I, it's, I I don't want to use the word logic because we're talking about ghosts. I mean, I'm, ghosts can be logical. I'm not saying ghosts ghosts are real, nor I'm not saying they're <laughs> logical or not. I just feel weird using that word in this context. But either way, it, the the uh, the the sequencing tracks. I don't know whatever whatever way we want to say it. it. It makes sense. Let's you know. So um, so we've got the backstory. Husband was a dick. Because he reacts in a way that obviously he was upset by the situation and the accusation, which means uh, he was guilty as hell of being a cheater, as is this in line with their um, their woman in white uh, lore. So, all right, so there we are. And um, isn't yep. this about the time we get to a well-placed paperclip? We do. So uh, <gasps> we're going to the sheriff's office, and so... The sheriff decides to leave Dean alone in emergency, there. Emergency 911 call from Sam. Yeah, so the, the logical thing is I'm going to handcuff the suspected criminal to a desk. Like, yeah. Do you not have a holding cell in this jail, like a room or something? So it was in a big hurry. Okay, big so hurry. he handcuffs, yeah, he handcuffs into there and then uh, Dean uses a paperclip to, to lockpick it. So I did research it. Um, there are a lot of videos on how to pick handcuffs of paperclips and it actually doesn't look that hard. Note so to Note to self. Note to self that when, you know, we can get out of handcuffs with paperclip. But also, I mean, he handcuffed him to a drawer. So you could just also take the drawer out of the desk and walk away. I mean... <laughs> There was nothing secure about this. You were the dumbest sheriff ever. Um, also, like, there's no secretaries or anything. It's just like there's Dean. no one there. <laughs> there's, there's no, no one answer there. the phone. If there's another 911 call, they're all screwed. <laughs> that is the only that sounds like a lot of cops. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so, you know, <laughs> Dean skedaddles. Um, uh, and then we find out that Sam, that cheeky little monkey, um, he made the 911 call to get him yeah. out. So yeah. they're on the phone. Sam Sam was talking on the phone while he's driving, which we know is very dangerous. Get some hands free. Get a blue they didn't have that in. then. That well, wasn't an option. They never put, they, well, they just, I guess they never like customized the stereo at this point. So, like, there's no like Bluetooth in the car. I Ever? Created, I'm spoiler well, free. Never mind. That's right. Well, in this period, in that period of time, there was not a lot of Bluetooth. But, in uh, I mean, but also, I mean, knowing your car and the engine that's in it, and I also know my car and the engines that, that's in it. <laughs> Very could, difficult to talk on the phone. Yeah, you cannot, <laughs> like, you cannot hear anything when you're driving, much less on a cell phone from 2005. Not well, not well. no. It's a, it's no. a challenge. Um, so anyways, but apparently he's got, you know, really good reception on this phone. Um, and he's, you know, so he's driving on the road, talking to Dean, they're talking about the coordinates the dad left and then Sam runs through the coast. So he, there's like ectoplasm through the car. There's not, but there should be. Um, and then like, all of a sudden now she's in the car. Like he ran it, he ran through her. Now she's just back in there. At least she's not finger banging herself anymore, but it's a convenient way to get into the vehicle. 
sure yeah it's a good way to to put yourself in there and then, and then she starts messing with the locks and start auto driving again that's creepy girl, don't like that don't stop, like that stop messing with somebody's car don't fuck with people's car um so she's in the car and she's screwing with the locks and she starts auto driving this is being a literal backseat driver sorry for that pun that's what she's doing and then she's like i can never go home and then damn and then sam's like you're scared to go home. And she basically drives a car to her house. And then she's like in the front seat and starts dry humping Sam and then starts kissing him and then starts shoving like her hands in his chest, his zombie face. And this is like when the only notes from my, our drunk watch that I could read. And the only thing it said there was ghost chlamydia. So. Oh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, it's, I mean, it's, it's very, it's very sexual assaulty. She's a little, she's a little aggressive. Uh, it's not, not okay. She did not get consent. It is, it There's is not, not okay. consent. He was saying that I'm not a cheater. And she's like, you will be like, I, that is, that, you're, why are you judging him? Like this, he, he doesn't look like a cheater. He looks like a very no, nice No, she's not, she, she's being very mean. That's like, not, not okay to make those kind of assumptions about an individual and their character. And, uh, and then she starts getting real creepy face, but it's okay. Yeah, so it does <laughs> a like, flicker oh. thing, but it yeah. like goes to like a weird zombie thing, and you know. it's kind of a weird change in the depiction of her at that point. Yeah, because she was wasn't thinking, doing this before. No, that, that's new at this point. But also, she starts getting shot in the face about this point too. So yeah, so then Dean shoots out the window of his car, which I'm sorry, I wouldn't have shot out the window of my car. I would have at least opened the door. Like I. Those cars are to open the door, but the, know, but those can you imagine trying to replace a window in Duchess? Like how hard that would be? Like having to that. find that glass and then I put don't it. Want to talk about it. Okay, we're not gonna. <laughs> Uh, so but then it's like pain. Sam yes. Sam gets even worse to baby, and he drives her through the fucking house. But the car looks okay, and I'm like, I don't know why. Like you drove it through a wall, and the car still seems fine. They stay, it's, but it's like kind of like a double implication. Like they act like the car is fine. But also, he like is having trouble getting out of it, and I'm like, well, you didn't like crush your legs into the dash, so that's a good thing. But also, I mean, later, I mean, obviously, there's some front end damage, like a light, light headlight out and stuff. But that's oh, yeah, uh, lost the headlight. Later. That's a that's it. That's all you got driving into a house. By the way, yeah, driving into a house, yeah. eh, just replace the headlight. You're good. Yep. You're good. No other damage. Yep. All right, like, so now we're in the body. house. <laughs> Finding a good paint and body guy is very difficult. By the way, so God bless them for that. Yeah. Oh my God. They're gonna have to put baby like off the road for like four months just to get like just, that together. Sorry, I didn't mean to make you cry. In the real world, that is how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm like, oh, okay. I know. Now, see, that's even worse than the ghosties. And it so, is. That's all. That is worse than the ghosties. I'll take. The, I'll take the damn ghost. Just find me some Peyton body that tastes <laughs> like, takes less than three months. Good Lord. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. So we're in the house. Uh, the ghost chick sees this picture. Her family see her portrait, or maybe it was J.C. Penney. I don't know where they took it. And then she starts getting real uppity, and then she starts throwing furniture everywhere. And then her ghost children show up, and they're wet and fuck ghost children. I see. I have two ghost- comments before before yeah. the ghost children. So first off, if you did notice earlier in the episode, they used that exact same photo. They showed it when it was on the wall before it got knocked off, but her face was very shadowed, so you couldn't tell it was her. Ooh, there you go. And then also, those kids look a little old. Right? I think we talked about this when we were drunk, and you, we, we yeah. may have forgotten this, but like... They, 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 they I thought they were like back. half that age. But I thought those yeah. kids... Yeah, those kids are a little large. They Like, one of them would have run off. Those kids should have been like half that age. That looked like a freaking, like, nine-year-old. I'm like, I was thinking, like, 
you know, like under five is what I was expecting. I, mean, I guess she could have drugged them and then mm. shoved them in a bathtub. I don't know, but also fuck ghost children. I yeah. see. I, I can't handle creepy, creepy children, creepy dolls. Those are those are my the things that I, I am not okay, okay. with. So uh, ghost children, you're not okay with. Regular ghosts, you're good. Yeah, I think maybe okay. it's because I just, you know, I think regular children also scare me. So, <laughs> like, then, like, the ghost version is, like, twice as bad. Okay. And so, anyways, um, so then, like, the hugger, and there's a whole bunch of weird ghost shit, and then they vanish in a black pool. That makes a weird drain sound at the end of it. <laughs> it does, like, an artificial, like, like, thing at the end. I was like, I was like, oh, that was really creepy, and it got real cheesy. It went from creepy to cheesy very quickly, just because that yeah. sound effect kind of like just ruined the end of that moment. I don't know. It's kind of funny. Yeah, and then also, I mean, I guess like the children are taking her to wherever to hell. But I mean, she drowned her children, so fuck her. Like, kind of cool that her own kids that she killed are taking her to hell. That's yeah, I mean, that's a just punishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that works for me. Um, but also, I mean, so she, I guess she never had been in this house before then. So it was like, why did? So then also, these poor kids have just been like hanging out in this like house and nobody there for like twenty years. Like, what are the ghost children even doing? I mean, but why are the ghost children like stuck there? those poor freaking souls they like had why un- do they suck they had unfinished business they they need to catch the murderer of their mommy <sighs> well okay they had their they business some was- real bad kids that they were going to hell i mean come on now they maybe they took her they just had to deliver her maybe yeah maybe <laughs> they were like way. ups or something and they just had to like you know drop her off but okay Anyways, like, so little kids going to hell is kind of freaky, but all right, there we go. Yeah. So then, you know, Dean bitches at Sam, like, you know, if you screwed up my car, I'll kill you. I'm like, he drove it through a fucking house. Of course, he screwed up your car when you yes. expect. But then we see them driving down the road and there's just a headlight out. It's fine. And just a headlight. Like, That's it. That's it. Nothing even, else. Like, there's not even a flat tire. Like, just no, like. It's good. It's good. I mean, the porch, no problem. Just drove right through it. Wall, no problem. Drove right through it. In the living room, no problem. Golden. That's it. Just a headlight. Yep. All right. So Sam figures out the coordinates for, I don't know how he figured this out in the car, but okay. So he does. He figures out that it's Blackwater Ridge, Colorado, which is apparently 600 miles away. Um, And he's like, but I have to go to my interview. I have to go to law school. And then Dean's all passive aggressive. He's like, whatever. But I guess, you know, I get being a passive aggressive as much as I try not to. I would be like, I'm fine. That is fine. Like you want, you want to go to law school and not look for dad? Whatever. (laughs) I believe I have had that conversation with my brother. Not about law school, but it's in general, like, whatever. Um, all right, so we get back to Stanford, and then we, you know, Dean's just driving away, and he's got all sad bro face. And, oh. yeah. um, and Sam gets back in the house, and the shower is running, and he's laying there, and then we get the damn blood drip again. <laughs> blood blood drip. Drip. The blood drip is back. The awkward pose is back. Yes. And Jessica is attached to the ceiling. Yeah. Her eyes were creepier than mom's were, I thought. Not that that is like a huge dead eyes? Yeah, dead eyes from being, yeah. a, being like a sexy the, the nurse? Black, these blacked out eyes. I don't know. Like, they were, like, darker. I don't know. It was weird. And then... And then she catches on fire, obviously. Yep. And then also Dean bursts in. So clearly, I guess Dean came back. Right? Like, why? I mean, like, how did he know to come back? Like, what the, I don't know where that came from. Or was he just coming back to convince his brother to come with him because he thought he could at that point? Or was it that he sent something, which would be a whole other level? But I don't know. At this point, so the more I thought about this, because like the whole thing, oh, I'll let you, I'll let you 
and I'll get back yeah. to my, my new thoughts, but no, go to your new thoughts. Okay. So the more I'm thinking about this, so I'm like the whole family, like mission because of their dad and these boys whose entire life has been centered around chasing crazy shit is that they're trying to figure out what the hell killed their mom. Right. That's, that's what this all ties back to and where it came from is to trying to figure out why this crazy thing happened to their mother, where she was posed in a wildly uncomfortable position on the ceiling of the house, dripping blood and then caught on fire. And now all of a sudden Sam's girlfriend who, I mean, I don't know how long they've been together. They don't really get into that, but either way, his girlfriend is on the ceiling, dripping blood in an awkward position and catches on fire. So I feel like this is not a common phenomenon. So there is, it's not something, it's not like a, oh, this is an ongoing legend. This is something that just happens to people. So there has to be a tie-in. So obviously, in my opinion, because I'm not, obviously, this is my only episode I've ever seen, so I don't know what it means at all at this point, but the baby that the creepy shadow dude was standing over was Sam. Mm -hmm. And then Sam's girlfriend, and, so, and that's when mom, mommy gets, you know, fried on the ceiling and now sam's girlfriend gets fried on the ceiling so what what is it with sam because it's got to be tied to sam then right i mean that's i mean i know you remember. but that's my first thought after seeing after like thinking about it more yeah sam is fluffy hair sam oh man that hair both of them neither of them have good hair neither not of them in this not hair. in this episode but oh. yeah i saw like, we, thing, like we now, talk, watching yeah. netflix i'm watching netflix so it kind of like showed like a screenshot from like a future one i'm like okay their hair gets better thank god yeah, I don't know. Jared Padalecki's hair ever actually does get better. We'll talk okay. about my my. I mean, it gets better for a time, and then it just. I also just don't like fluffy hair. It's just not my yeah. thing. Um, but I have I have a very hateful relationship with Sam's hair. Um, so we'll get under that as as we go along. But okay. yeah, I mean, okay. So that's Diana's theory. You know, this has to tie back to Sam. We'll we'll see if that plays out. Um, all right. So back, you know, finishing up the episode um so you know so she's got that weird like dragon shell fire around her um they escape i guess dean didn't carry sam out this time like a little football but well, that would have been great if he was like carrying adorable. Guy out. it would have been adorable um but i guess they ran out on their own and so they're outside and like one <laughs> smoke coming out of this one room of the house and also like i don't know how much you know about real estate in palo alto but it's really freaking expensive so maybe they had like roommates or something but how the fuck are two college kids affording a two-story house in palo alto i mean it's 2005 tech boom is legit happening at this point uh i don't know um yeah. but anyway so they're outside and you know and then you, you show they flash to sam at the trunk and he's racking a shotgun and one there's a bunch of people around him it's like nobody noticing this dude on a campus like racking a shotgun are they even legal in california i'm kidding i'm kidding uh, this is pretty fine scene i don't know but i mean <laughs> um probably not that's not so a, i'm like i'm like on randomly on the street like in the city and also wasn't it kind of like a sawed off like are there pump action sawed offs is that a thing yeah. i guess well, so. i mean okay. I, anything's a sawed off if you cut it short enough <laughs> like i used to do yeah. is uh, cut it yeah. i mean any any shotgun can be sawed off yeah um well, anyhow, that that would be illegal in California and everywhere else in the in the United States, as far as I know. Depends how many inches it still is, <laughs> but yes. Uh, so yeah, um, matters. 
it does matter. So, but that he's like, so I don't even know why he's loading the shotgun at this point. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to shoot the fire, man. (laughs) So he racks it and then like he drops it in the trunk and he's like, we have work to do. Yeah. And and that's where we go out. So, um, yeah. So that was the pilot episode of Supernatural. So, what are your overall thoughts, Diana? I mean, does it make you want to keep watching the series? No, yeah, I'm interested so, to see what happens. Like you don't I mean, have a choice, but well, no. I'm, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm committed. But um, so I'm interested to see a few things. Like I'm, I am intrigued on the different knowing that knowing something about the show and that they, I know they follow different like legends and lore. Like that's kind of cool to have that change up. I mean, I because I'm aware of that conceptually about the show. Not that I know much about episodes or anything. That's gonna be pretty cool. I'm intrigued to see if I continue to, to actively dislike the main characters and have to root for the car. <laughs> so, I mean, I was going to ask you if you were team Sam or Dean, but I think we've just determined that we're team baby. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. I'm team baby at this point. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I mean, I can be team shotgun too. I don't know. Like that was pretty cool. But that's team, that part of the whip weapons trunk. So that's kind of yeah, included, team, maybe? team trunk, <laughs> team, <laughs> team trunk, team trunk. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, I mean, like I, 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 I'm intrigued. Uh, I will tell you that I am into it enough that I'm not like upset about continuing, but it's going to have to like, I need a little more. So I'm, I'm excited to see what's next. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally get it. And for those of you, you know, who haven't watched the series before and you're just starting along just like Diana, I my personal opinion on this first the first season is that, you know, it's it's kind of serious, but it's worth getting through. Like there's a whole bunch of backstories. The lore is really great. Um I always love a good legend. Um so, you know, stick with it and the show gets even better and better as it goes on through. 15 seasons we're gonna be here forever yeah we're gonna have we're gonna have to double up on some of these weeks i think i think starting off with with one is this is the wise thing to go and uh but yeah i think uh we'll probably need to do that for our sanity and our time yeah i i think and just forever the people's time i mean as much as so kind of our game plan guys for this is you know we're gonna try and drop these uh i think every other week um and so doubling up in the episode should make sense um so uh we're gonna keep doing this on thursdays so your thursday nights are not devoid of sam and dean uh we want (laughs) to make sure that's still there um and so if you want to follow us, um, obviously you can follow us on Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast. You can email us, uh, email Diana Ghosty Stories. She'll love that. It really yeah. scary things. Um, she, she'll really want to get into them. Um, so you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Um, and obviously, you know, like subscribe to the series. And I think that's going to do it for their first episode. Woohoo! We did it. Well, cheers, jerk. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a don't be a dick production. Meow. Arrangement and performance by Bobby Orozco. Meow.